What's up, everybody? This is Andy B, the host of the Flash Podcast. Just giving you a few heads up before the actual episode. First of all, remember to subscribe to our new RSS feed for our new podcast hosting service, Libsyn, over at theflashpodcast.libsyn.com slash RSS. We are, well, we have moved the podcast to Libsyn now, and this will probably be the last episode, or perhaps one of the last episodes, uh, that we will be uploading on SoundCloud uh, because you know for the past few weeks we've been uploading both on Libsyn and SoundCloud but soon it's not gonna be happening anymore so it's just gonna be Libsyn and everyone who has subscribed and downloaded some thank you so much and um, remember um, pr- remember to rate and review us on iTunes because that's the best way you can help the podcast aside from listening to it and downloading it and sharing on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and so on and uh, because the more iTunes reviews we get the more noticeable we get so remember that secondly this episode was recorded several weeks before the show was picked up and before we knew what time slot it it got uh, and before we saw the trailer and so on, so please do not email me or leave a comment in, in saying that why uh, are you not saying the right information because this episode was recorded weeks before that. So just just remember that. And also, fairly, I'm doing a little plug for one of my good friends, Steve Lawson, who is um, the host of Giga Loud and Big Honkin Show, as well as all the shows. Uh, in the Gulliverse, which is basically like Geek Out Loud universe, um, great name though. And uh, this upcoming Saturday, this Saturday, June twenty eighth, uh, there will uh, there's going to be a live marathon of uh, all of his shows: Geek Out Loud, Big Honkin' Show, uh, Mark Out Loud for you wrestler fans, Rock Out Loud, and so on. If I'm if I've been inf- informed correctly, and it's going to be going for at least twelve hours, as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, if you head over to geekoutonline.com, you will be able to catch more information. And you will also be, get, be able to get more information about the, the recording schedule that he has. Because every week, he does all his, show, all his shows from Monday to Friday with Big Honkin' Show, Geek Out Loud, Rock Out Loud, Disney Wall Talk, which is a new podcast that he's doing, and so on. So please... Head over to geekonline.com, check out his schedule, and join uh, him on mixer.com slash big show every day from uh, you know, during the weekdays, Monday to Friday. Uh, I would really appreciate it because I, that's where I usually hang out during the evenings, and it's um, it's a great time. You will have a great time too, so please join us for the, um, for the live marathon this Saturday, and as well as the, the regular days of all his shows. So, there you have it, but with that said... Let's cue that lightning. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of The Flash Podcast. This is your podcast that is going to be dedicated to the upcoming CW show, The Flash. Uh, Grant Gustin as Dr. Barry Allen slash The Flash. Brought to you by the creators of Arrow. I'm your host, Andy Bug, as usual. And with me this week is a special guest and a great friend of mine. She is uh, one of the top writers of Comicosity and one of the podcast hosts of Comicosity's The Hangout. So let's say hello to Jessica Boyd. Jessica, how are you doing today? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just so excited to talk about our next char- you know, our next character that we're going to do in this character spotlight. Uh, and uh, you guys, uh, you guys, the listeners, been 
you know, been been really excited about those, you know, for, you know, since uh, I came back full time with the Packers a few months ago. And this week, we're going to talk about a very big Flash character who is um, going to be playing a, 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 most likely a huge role in a TV show. We're going to talk about Iris West, the love of Barry Allen, and um, one of those most one of the most popular characters in the Flash mythology because um, you know she has. I, you know, maybe some of you have heard, but, you know, there's, you know, she's the aunt of the great Wally West. So, yeah, she's a big deal. So, let's start r- right away. Who, um, Jessica, who is Iris West? Iris West is a character that has changed dramatically from her, you know, initial introduction into um, the DC universe. I mean... Like most women, she was she was pretty she was cannon fodder, almost. She was a girl for the Flash to rescue, and you know her first appearances are just all about hey somebody's shooting, um, and he moves her out of the way at the last second or stops the bullet at the last second, and um, it's it's not until the 1980s and 90s and. Uh, her interactions with her nephew. Uh, I mean, she has a very, she gains a very convoluted storyline in that she goes from just being the love interest of Barry Allen to she's a time traveler. And she ends up having these super children and she's also the aunt of another flash and the more these elements keep getting added to her the more heroic she herself becomes despite not having any superpowers and like lois lane she uh is uh, now she is a reporter and so that allows her to be more in the fray and more involved in the action and uh, yeah you know, the time traveling aspect is something that I, you know, I have certainly not been able to get to yet in in terms of my reading. I, you know, the books that I still own is Rebirth, um, Flash Volume One and Two, and Free from the New Fifty Two, and um, the Deathly Death of the the Rogues, and so on. And so far, she hasn't, she hasn't. I don't. I, maybe we can talk about then what what some of yes. those stories are. Well, it's. <sighs> Her role in the new uh, 52 Flash is very interesting because you can tell that they're going for a slow burn where in some of the new 52 books, they've gone ahead and made small leaps with certain background characters to make it more comfortable with where those characters had been pre-New 52. Iris West is, she's not even a love interest really in 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 his life um i mean you can tell that there's some tension there and there's some history there and um there's a, a great issue uh issue 22 where he creates a speed force suit for to protect her and it's just absolutely adorable and then there's also an issue um where he's fighting i believe it's 17 and he's fighting uh, Grodd, and he rescues her. And it's and there's also there so there's these moments where you can tell that there's something between them, but he's completely 
dating somebody else. He's dating, dating a scientist right now named Patty. And so Iris's true background, whether or not she's still a time traveler and everything else, has not been explored. And I, I'm kind of torn because I like the fact that they're going for what I assume is a slow burn with their relationship. I am assuming at some point they are going to get to that because I feel like it has become a defining thing for Barry. But I, I honestly don't know. I mean, technically, you know, with some of the ways that, for example, with Superman and some of the relationship ways that they've gone with other people, I guess, theoretically, it could never happen. But at the same time, I, also don't feel like they would make her such an important part of the television universe if they were not eventually going to get there. Yeah, exactly. And I, and you know, you know, you can say, you know, people can feel differently about the new 52. So, you know, some people have been really happy about it, especially for new readers who are coming in. The old, some old readers, you know, who's been part of the comics for a long time, you know, they'd be like, Oh, you know, some you know, they're if some are some are happy with it, some are not happy with it, and I you know I think it's what you're saying. I think it's a slow burn. I think that they will get to that, and especially since you know we're about to get Wally West back in the Flash Annual Free, which will be out uh, later this month. But but still, you know, regardless of how they explain, they will explain their um their family history because, hey, it could be different in this universe compared to the previous one. But, uh, yeah, I think that at some point we will probably see that happen. Um, I would I would be I would be disappointed if they did not make it happen. Yeah, uh, it, like I said, I think their relationship is eventually going to happen. I like some of the elements that they have included uh, with Iris, Iris in Iris West in the New 52. Um, lately, ever since the creative change, she has not been in the series as much. And I understand there's a lot going on. There's a lot that they've been doing with the reverse Flash. They're, uh, they've been playing up the storyline of, you know, what is the Flash's true history. And um, in even in this, I don't know if I needed to give a spoiler warning here but even within this last month it's been insinuated and it may and that's may all it may be there may be absolutely zero truth to it whatsoever but one or two panels actually insinuate that the man whom Barry thinks is his father is not actually his father so um there's there, there's some some things that have kind of gone off track because it seems like for a while there Iris was in every single issue of the new 52 and she hasn't been there lately so and perhaps that's because they're about to be dealing with Wally and everything else so I'm not exactly sure where how this new creative team thinks or feels about her now has that when with her, you know, with her role having been decreased, is it because they've been focusing more on Patty, for example? Because, you know, in terms of, you know, Barry's relationship, whether it's a friendship or it's a love relationship. It's, I mean, his, I mean, his relationship with Patty is definitely taking center stage right now for multiple reasons. And I think the biggest of which is her skill set as a scientist is definitely more helpful to him right now. Um, as as far as the current storyline goes. 
Um, he's been in, there's the storyline that's been going on with dead man here in the last two issues. And he's been, he's while he's been doing a lot of investigating and research, it's he, he's been needing more of Patty's help, but I mean, he and, you know, he and Patty in the comic book series have moved in together. So, so, which is, when that happened that was definitely to me a surprise that because because they because they introduced patty pretty much at the very beginning of the new 52 series and you see that they're going to date and i thought oh this is just kind of like a temporary fling to get him off track of you know of being with iris and then they move in together and you're like oh okay so this is going to keep going and and I like Patty. I she's a good character. Yeah, I like her too. She's she's funky. She's she's definitely different, and she's got a personality, and she's, uh, so she's not a bad character. But at the same time, it's kind of like it's kind of like reading Superman Wonder Woman. It's good and it's interesting, and I enjoy it. But you you have this you just have this feeling of like okay, so when how long is this going to keep going? Because you you feel like it's not going to last forever. There's going to be a breaking point at some point. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, like you said, with Iris now being you know being one of the main players of the new television show, may, you know who knows maybe that will it could you know it could change up later on in the comic because you know I know that sometimes with certain comic book companies they like to have similar feelings to their comics as they have in the TV show or movies, for example, especially with Marvel. So who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, an Iris and Barry relation coming up soon. Yeah, I I also wonder mostly if it, it, if you know Iris has been put on the back burner because they're about to be dealing with Wally and they they don't want to make it too it, it, especially if they still do have them related they don't want to make it too convoluted or too mixed up right away. And so, you know, if there's if there's some distance or some separation there, then they can they can deal with one aspect of Wally being um, ingrained in the universe at a time. Agree with that, and um, you know, I I would not be surprised if she's actually a big part of the annual when I when I when uh, when Wally actually shows up. It it would it would surprise me if she wasn't. It, I used to think that way. I used to think that she had to be a part of the annual, and and it's only within these last two issues of the series. It's only with issues twenty eight and twenty nine that I've been like, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's not going to happen. And and they could just completely be, you know, t- like taking me by surprise. And from what, if I understand this correctly, from this is this is preview too. Um, Iris has been Kid Flash, apparently. One of them. Hasn't she? Oh, now you're getting into a part that I am not as clear about. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I fully admit, I was... Um, uh, the parts that I was interested in with... Uh, she, she was... I haven't read that part. Let me put it to you that way. Oh, I didn't... I, just, I didn't spoil anything for you, did I? No, you didn't. No, it's something I knew about... But I I just don't have the background knowledge when it comes to that. I I only started re- I only started reading about Iris West 
or getting into Iris West pre-New 52 about a year ago. And so it, it was one of those things where it's like I knew some, I had read some of her early introductions back when, like I said, she was still cannon fodder. And um, because I'm, I really like, I really like, I, I really like some of those early issues. Um, for just just for different reasons, and I really liked her in the New Fifty Two, and so I that that's when I started uh, reading older issues about Iris and getting to know her, and. Once you start getting into the late '90s, early 2000s, um, I things really started to get bogged down for me. <laughs> and so, and and so, I, I I loved her role in the the turning point with the New 52. I loved her in Flashpoint. It broke my heart that she was with someone else, and so I. It's very, very interesting because, you know, a lot of people can't separate, for example, Lois. I always, mostly because Lois Lane is also a reporter. I keep coming back to them. You know, a lot of people cannot separate Lois Lane and Superman. To them, it's two peas in a pod. To me, I feel like Iris West is more ingrained in Barry Allen than Lois is even in Superman. And perhaps that's because... Barry is a human who's had these extraordinary circumstances thrust upon him where Superman's always been an outsider. But I feel, I feel like Iris has shaped more of Barry's life. And, and so, and she's kind of more of an important puzzle piece. And so to see her uh, from what I've read. And so to see her in the new 52 as she's there and she's in, important and you can feel her gravity every time she's in a panel to to have her not be that massively huge influence in his life is kind of heartbreaking yeah and uh, yeah and that's something i haven't really thought about as i've been reading these comments because uh i you know like i said i only you know i read you know a number of books you know and where you know she either she's been there and they had this great relationship or it's been an issue too where they are Mostly like friends, so. But yeah, I, I I think a lot of readers out there who are big fans of Flash can probably relate to what you're saying, Jessica. And um, and uh, I know how I feel about. I, I think that Lois is an important part of Superman, but I do see uh, how Iris is almost a, in a way more important for Barry. Uh, if if you're comparing Lois to Superman, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like you know. Uh, you talk about, for example, Diana Lance and Green Arrow. They've got, in the comics at least, they've got a great chemistry, and the series that they had together was really fun and lively and heartbreaking all at once. But in the end, they could still be split apart and separated and be okay. Iris for better or worse, unfortunately, is defined by her relationship with the Flash. And she's not a character that's ever really been explored very deeply on her own. You know, Lois has had her own series. And, you know, and Black Canary has had her, you know, is was part of the Birds of Prey. And so they're 
they are women, of course, though, they are women who have been, who've been able to stand on their own. And Iris West, whether she was Iris West Allen or even Iris West, has never exactly been given that same chance. And I don't, I mean, you've got to have a supporting cast. So I don't know if that's necessarily a tragedy. Um, I do find it that a woman who was, who has such a rich history pre new 52, you know, she was from the future. Her parents sent her back. She's been back to the future. She's had superhero children who, who have changed the course of the flash family and made such a large impression on the flash family that I, I do find it interesting that for the massive impact she's been, she's not been given that spotlight like some of these other characters have. And I've, I feel like the, at least with all of the headlines and everything else, I feel like the television show might finally be her chance to do that, to be a little bit more of her own character. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good point. And, um, and yeah, that's and you, that's what you uh, what you said that you know that she's so defined by her relation with the you know with the Flash and you know let's think about it. she's the, you know and I I think I figured out the the, um, the the family tree now she's the she's the aunt of the third Flash which is Wally West and she's the grandmother of the fourth Flash Barry Allen so and she's you know in previous comics she's you know she's been married to Barry Allen so yeah let's. She's very integrated with this with the whole family of the Flash, like you said, and it's a, uh, and I and I hope that, like you said, for the TV show that she will be able to because I here's the thing I love strong female characters in comic books and you know in anything, and and I think that, <clears throat> you know with 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 my with my comic book shows that I watch like Arrow or Age of Shield or or Smallville. Uh, you know, I I do want to see women. You know, th- these w- female characters being able to stand on their own. Like with, I don't know. Did you ever watch Smallville? Oh yeah, I I I don't rewatch it. But when at the time that my husband and I decided to watch it, we ended up owning all the seasons just because it was the easiest way for us to to find it was to buy it. All we bought all of it used, and we sat there and we watched it uh, as, as soon as we got it. And then we've there's only a select handful of episodes that we've rewatched since then. Okay. Well, the, the thing I was gonna talk about was you know with Lois uh, because there she was because this was a very different iteration inter- inter- uh, version of Superman uh, you know because it, yes. it was before he became Superman. Well, they were really able to flesh out Lois even more than I had seen in any comic. Uh, you know, make her her own. You know, she stand she stood on her own because this was a Lois Lane that. Would not have a relationship with Superman until, well, people people would say technically with season te- ten in the series now because that's when he becomes officially Superman. But I've seen it as Superman for, you know, since season four or something like that because he has he had a lot of Superman qualities. But she didn't start having a relationship with Superman or the Blur as they call them until season eight. So, but until then and throughout the whole rest of the series, she was able to stand on her own as a character. We get to see her develop into a reporter because, hey, remember in the first season that she showed up in, she said that she was never into the journalism. And then, ta-da, she, she, she gets interested. And so I, you know, they were able to make her own character there by, you know, by not having to be that integrated with Superman or Clark Kent, as I should say. So with Iris... 
With Iris, I do hope, like you said, that you were able to do the same. Although they're gonna do, they are doing some change to her as a character. They, she's not a journal, journalist um, in this version yet. She's actually gonna be studying uh, psychology. Uh, she's a, um, and she's in grad school studying psychology. And uh, from what we have heard in cast um, descriptions, um, how do you feel about that? I don't know if I like that. Um, it. And this is this is probably because I'm a former journalist, and so uh, I understand how, at least when you're writing a story, how it's easy to throw a journalist into a storyline with a superhero because it's it's kind of like now if you had said they were turning her into a private investigator or a criminal justice student or something of that nature then I might be okay with it because, you know, I look at Iris West as a partner and a helper and somebody that can help him when when he is trying to figure out things that are going on around him. And I'm not, com- um, unless they're doing something unique with his rogues gallery, I'm not completely certain how a psychology major is going to be a helper for him. Well, Look at it this way. Um, Diana Laura Land in the you know in Arrow, she's you know right now a lawyer. And from I rem- what I remember, she she was never a lawyer in the comic books, right? Not that I know of, no. Okay, well, well maybe maybe what what they will do is you know both with Laurel and with Iris is that they will maybe you know get them you know because and here's here's the word I don't like to use a lot, but in a grounded reality or a realistic world, um. Uh, you know, as a career choice, we you know we go we you know sometimes we have to go from one career to another to discover what we what we what we truly love, and maybe with Iris and Laurel, they will be go, you know going you know going with, as a lawyer and as a grad school psychology grad student, maybe they will you know find the path of no I don't want to do this and they will find their true path as you know a journalist and then for Laurel, you know when she does put on the the fishnets, uh, the fishnets. <laughs> so maybe that's transition that we will see throughout the series, and um, and I don't know, I I don't know what I feel about how I feel about her, you know, studying psychology. I, it's a it's it's interesting, and it's an odd. Maybe it's something they want to do because if they bring in the trickster, and she will be like, you know, his psychologist, psychologist or something, because he's probably going to be a little bit nuts if you know if we. You know, from what we've seen before of the trickster, but uh, but hey, we're not talking about the trickster now. We're talking about Iris. So I'm I'm a, I, <laughs> it, it, I I'm sorry for just going off the point. But um, something I want to talk about is um, you know, I, I'm I assume you read Flash Rebirth. Uh, I've read parts of it. I have not read the whole of it. Um, it's it's one of those things where I'm I've been reading it in pieces as the money flows in and I'm able to purchase it. Okay. So it's it's really it's really weird because I've actually been reading it out of order. <laughs> and I and I do this. I like to read the end of something first. So I've actually read the end of Rebirth before I've read the rest of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my my husband says that I like to spoil myself. I when when we when the Harry Potter books for example came out, I would oh, read Lord. the last pages first. <laughs> I was one of those people. And nobody ever wanted to talk to me because I would be in the middle of reading the book, and if they said too much, I would just be like, "Oh yeah, I already, I already know that." For example, I, okay, spoiler for those who have not read the <laughs> series that been out and movies made of it, 
but I would be in the middle of the book and be like, oh yeah, I already know Sirius dies. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> would just look at me. You don't have to put a sport alert for that. That is so. <laughs> if I, if okay, listeners, if I get one email saying that, oh, you you guys spelled the Harry Potter ending. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be saying that. Well. Not my problem, buddy. You should have read the books years ago or seen the movies because, hey, guess what? Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, so I'm sorry, but this was just hilarious that you were like, spoiler alert, Sirius dies. <laughs> oh, wait, I need to. Uh, oh well. Anyway, in Rebirth, if, if you read the if, since you read the last issue, um, you know that um, you know Iris becomes a target of Professor Zoom, um, who is you know crazy, um, to say the least. And uh, you know he she because uh, he goes back in time to kill her, and um, so you know she you know she has a, a certain big part in Rebirth. Uh, and you know if you if you can't. When it, if you can, whenever you have the money for, or you know, have the time for, it, make sure to read the other issues. Yeah, no, yeah, no, and and like I said, it's my my reading of Re it's like issue three and then issue six and then I don't know. At the time of I I had specific reasons for reading the issues that I did, but um, but no, my the my favorite part of of issue six is her finding the rod and i i don't know i i love it when things are circular and the flash stories are able especially with all the time travel aspects the flash stories are able to do things like that and and i i just found it slightly disturbing and adorable all at the same time and it, it reminded me very much of of you know an earlier uh, you know, some of the very first Flash issues, like like I said, where, you know, she was almost this cannon fodder and the Flash would go and rescue her and she, and she wasn't necessarily aware of it. And I felt like that was kind of what was going on with in Rebirth, where, you know, you know, she's able to be saved and then she finds and then she finds the rod and, you know, she shows it to him and she hadn't. She, it's like it's this big question of. You know, well, now that they're together, does she understand that at some point that's what happened? Does she not realize that she had been saved? But I, I just found the, found the whole thing adorable. No, I actually had um, it was one of my good friends had actually um, you know he he knew that at some point I would do an episode about Iris West, uh, and he asked me um, if we could talk about this, and he uh, which was what is it that you, you feel makes Iris West a strong female character in in the comic books? And see, to me, it's there. It, it's different things. It, whether you're talking pre New Fifty Two or New Fifty Two, you can talk. You can talk about as an overall character. Ah, uh, okay. I, I I have to split it. I can't. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Go ahead. Things. Go ahead. Okay. If you're talking about pre New Fifty Two, what I love about her is I love that she is a an active and supportive wife and then of course depending upon the storyline mother and i feel like those characters are underutilized within the comic book universe and there needs to be more of them because just because you have 
children or just because you get married, life does not end and adventure does not end. And I feel like she embodies that spirit in the pre-New 52 universe. In the, in, the, in the New 52 universe, I feel like she is... I, I'm not big into romance books. And yet, despite the lack of physical romance or actual relationship romance going on between her and the Flash, I feel like she is this promise of a of a truly in-depth romantic future for him. And she ha- and she's very not unapologetic, but she's very much her own person and yet she there's this connection and they've even talked about this they've they've talked about this a couple times in in the current series about how there's this connection there between them and they're there to help each other and yet it's just not something that can be there there's nothing that can be done about it right now and so i that promise really kind of just gives me hope for what c- could be done with their storyline together. Okay. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. And I, I. How should I? How should I define how? She, I. I think I'm. I'm thinking on the same boat as you when it comes to the pre two stuff. Um. I think what makes her stronger in my eyes when you know what what I have read of her and it's. I think I still. I think I need to buy a couple more flash books because I. I feel I'm. I feel like I missed a few parts of the you know some important of the flash. Um you know, timeline and everything. But to me, she's a, she's a strong character. Uh, whether it's because of her relationship with Barry or not, I just feel that she's, um, she's a strong woman that she, that, I think it's, it's a lot about family for me when it comes to her. Yes. Like she's a strong family yes. person. And uh, as a strong family person, you become a strong mother, a strong daughter, and a strong sister, or et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's how I enjoy her as a strong female character. Well, as and, and as Wally's aunt, she's more of a mother. She's more of a mother figure than she is necessarily just an aunt. And so, and and I think that kind of at least nowadays, if they were to explore that here in the new Fifty Two, when when Wally shows up, and if they establish that relationship between her and Wally, I feel like that's something that they could explore. Is the more non-traditional family roles in the fact that just because somebody isn't specifically your mother or specifically your father doesn't mean they do not have that parental role or influence on you. And it's, it's something that a lot of younger people, you know, if they're really trying to get younger readers involved, I think that if they would explore that, that is something that would speak volumes to them. Well said, well said. And uh, I had another question s- uh, submitted to me uh, for this particular episode, which was, um, if we could just give them a list, you know, of stories that they, you know, that we can recommend to them if they want to get to know Iris a little bit better and see, you know, what her deal is about. Uh, what what books would you would you recommend them to, you know, to kick off with? Oh Lord, this means I've got to remember, I've got I've got to remember arc titles, which I'm horrible at. <laughs> um. I, I will definitely say I, I pick mean, up the book, uh, pick up the the live story of the Flash because it is written from her perspective. It's written by Mark Way, but this uh, the, you know the life of the 
the life story of the Flash in the book is written as a book written from Iris. So that I would recommend that a, a lot. You know, she does pop up in Flashpoint. You know, and it's uh, you know, if you if you're ready to have your heart broken, guys. Uh, you know, then Flashpoint is the thing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Flashpoint is definitely the thing to do it. Uh, have tissues, have tissues by your side, uh, because it's man. Now that you now that you mentioned it, it does. It's actually very sad. Yes, it but... is. It's because because she's not she's not who she's supposed to be with. <laughs> It, um, well, well, it's like well, you know, you, well, that's the frustration that I had with the with the Superman books when I you know, defeated two because I was like, wait, so they've never been married? They've never been together? Like, what? What? I I don't understand this. Um, I I will say, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you, that's another one, that's that's the heart. It's a heartbreak story. Um, I mean, she just it's a very small. It's not like there's a lot of things going on in crisis. So, you know, you can I it's not so there it's not an Iris story, but it just has a big, you know, Barry's death has a huge impact on her. But some of some of her best stories, honestly, come after Barry has died. And it's more of her influence on Wally. And I don't know the names of any arcs when it comes to Wally as the Flash. But I will say, if you can find, and and so it might take some Googling, but if you can find storylines um, with Wally and Iris, those can be, those are some of the most touching stories uh, that are there. Um, I will also say in the new 52, and the, um, the Gorilla Grodd, when he is fighting Gorilla Grodd, which I believe is around issues... 15, 16, and 17. I know definitely 16 and 17. Which would be part of uh, volume 2 uh, or volume 3 of The Flash uh, because you know, there are collective volumes now. Um, definitely pick up volume 1, move forward. Um, that's where you get a, you know, a good introduction to, uh, to you know, all of them, basically. So yes. And, it, and even though she's, with the, you know, she's uh, not with the guy, the guy that she's supposed to be, um, it's a, it's still a good introduction to her if you want to get into the new two version and you know she does and she yeah you, you know pick up the first three volumes you know she does pop up she has she has, she has a part in all those three books yeah my uh, my my favorite interaction between them in the new 52 is issue 22 and that's when they're trying to de- you know determine who just exactly who the speed force killer is and 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 then that's when Iris gets her special suit. And it's just, it's the way that uh, Brian Bucciolato did the art. It, it makes for very touching moments uh, that I think was just really well done. And it's a beautiful suit as well. I was, as we were talking, I, I did look up the suit because I, like I said, I haven't reached that yet. So, and that's okay. I don't care about spoilers for uh, for this, you know, because I, you know, I have to be ready. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was too much of a spoiler because no, no, no. DC I did like a whole article on it when, just before the issue even came out. Yeah, exactly. Saying, hey, yeah. guess what? Iris Allen gets a special suit. Yeah, and it, and it's and I love it. I hope I do hope to see uh, some cosplay that I should dress up as her at the convention because that's like that's a really cool suit to be honest. It really is. It's it it's it would not be the easiest suit to be made. There's a lot of 
um, you know, there's a lot of sharp points and everything else, but at the same time, it is, uh, it, it's, there's a lot, it's very new 52. There's a lot of seams, but <laughs> at the same time, it is, it is beautiful. The, the way that, uh, Brian Bucciolato draws it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, the art for, the new, can we just talk about the art for a little second here for the new 52 is flash, but yes, you know, um, I can't say his name probably, but I'm just gonna kind of Brian Booch because that's what he calls him on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's it's the close thing that I have seen to the profession that Alex Ross, uh, you know, has drew, you know, has drawn, you know, when it comes to you know his, you know, some of his old art, like because it, this looks so real, it looks like it, it's oh, it's so beautiful, and I. It, 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 that's what that's what I look at, like, and, and, I, oh, and I and I hope that it's not t- taken as a bad thing because, uh, of course, you know, br- you know, every artist want to be able to stand on their own and be their own artist and have their own style. But it's um, it's a, it's so deep and the, you know, the, the lines, the the structures, everything. It's just it looks so real to me that it's like it's like somebody would do a scene for a movie. And uh, it's like you're. It's this is a taken from like a still shot. That's you know. It, that's how beautiful it is. Uh, if you know what I mean. Well, and and I think one of the things that helps to make his art so vivid is the fact that he he was his own colorist. He did his art and he did the color and he integrated the two very seamlessly to create the motion and the action. And, you know, you've got these blurred lines, but at the same time, they're not covering up the art and they don't just look like they've been, you know, plopped right on top of there. And it, it, it was very fluid and moving. And um, uh, Patrick Zercher has taken over on art on the series now and it, his style is completely different and yet it is still very gorgeous in how it's done and he's not trying to copy Brian Bucciolato at all and I feel like uh, even even though the style is different it's it's definitely a lot more heavily inked than 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 the flash has previously been at the same time the uh, I feel like Patrick Zercher pays a lot pays a lot of attention to layouts and using layouts to keep the movement going. And I love that when an artist um, very clearly is using his art through the layouts and not, and not just the, the action. And that's one of the things that both artists have done very well is using their layouts wisely and making sure that the motion effects do not overwhelm the the images that are being shown. Is he also his own colorist uh, in this book? You know, in his run. Mm, let me look real quick. I do not believe so. No, Matt Hollingsworth is the colorist, and Matt Hollingsworth is a fabulous colorist. I I don't know if there's ever a book that I've read where I knew that Matt Hollingsworth was the colorist that I did not love. Okay. So, so, so no, he's not his own colorist, but at the same time, and so, you, it, so it has a different feel to it, but it, there's, it, there's still stylistic elements to it. And especially since they've been doing the, the arc with dead man, it's got a very darker, somber tone to it, tone to it that just works very well. And, uh, and something I want to point out, you know, regarding Iris, uh, in terms of the art, um, 
there's a there's a beautiful image that I've seen uh, from the Flash where when he saves her, and they look intensely into the you know into other's eyes. That's the that's the Gorilla Grodd. That's issue seventeen, and it is oh it's it's one of those things where like I said I'm not very big into relationships in comics and yet when that, I saw that, that takes that, you. It, it does. It just takes your breath away. It's so beautiful and so poignant, and it's one of those things where it's like, I, I mean, okay, Patty's a nice girl, but I just, I just need this to happen. I need them to be together, and I need, and yeah, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And yeah, and I think that in terms of the comic aspect of Iris, I think, I think we said pretty much there, there, there is you know, everything there is much to say about Iris in the comic books, and. Um, I guess if we just, before we wrap it up, uh, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit briefly about Iris in the media. Uh, she, Iris West makes um, her first live-action appearance as a guest star in a two-hour pilot, uh, in a two-hour pilot of Flash. Um, she, it's, she's completely different. There, there she's a computer graphics artist, something like that, and she is much younger than Barry. From just, I just assume because of um, this actress that he cast for. Uh, I don't remember what her name was, but she just looked so much younger than John with his ship, and um, so it's not so it's not Candace Patton then it's somebody else entirely. Yeah, we, I, I'm talking about the '90s television show. Uh, of the oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we we will get there because we have some great things about to say about her, uh, and um, yeah, she's yeah she's completely different there in the '90s television show, so that. Because they they really wanted to focus more on the Tina McG and the Barry relationship instead of um, Iris and Barry and um, and I don't know, and I'm I I didn't mind because um I because I didn't I didn't really like her this Iris that much in the TV show so I was kind of fine with her as she moving to France by the end of the pilot. I find that. V- television shows within the I, I'm not I've never been very up to date about heroes in. Um, other media besides comics except for maybe a little bit cartoons and trading cards and that's about it and so I find it very interesting that they even chose to do that with her to begin with and I don't know if it was a time period where they just wanted to make the Flash not tied down to anybody or I I would be very curious now to read about why they would why they chose to do that at all <laughs> yeah, yeah that's something that I would love to find out as well because I yeah, no, I I will say my thoughts about uh, the '90s television show. I I have mostly good I have mostly positive thoughts about that show. But I will say that when when I do my retrospective episode for that. But uh, yeah, she does show up in that in that pilot. Uh, she she does make an appearance in Young Justice, um, voiced by Nicole Dubuck. and um, you know she there. It's an episode about um, it's a, about Jay Garrick's birthday. And yes, he's still alive in that in that series, uh, an old man for sure, and um, and she and yeah, she does show up in a couple more episodes throughout that series. Did you ever watch Young Justice? Uh, only a small handful of episodes. Well, it, I was it, by the time that Young Justice was actually on television, I was a Marvel girl and it was a very die hard Marvel girl. And I didn't, I just, if it was for the most part with a few exceptions, if, if it was DC, I just did not touch it. <laughs> okay. And guys, rem- and ladies and gentlemen, remember it's okay to be a Marvel fan. Don't start sending me emails saying, Oh my God, how can you bring on a Marvel fan? I guess. Oh, I'm like, 
Like sometimes I have, sometimes I have to be careful what I say because like sometimes I just want to say it's okay to be a DC and a Marvel fan, and then you know I haven't had that many angry emails, but they I had one particular re, uh, uh, listener writing and saying, "How dare you represent be a DC podcaster when you when you're clearly supporting uh, Marvel?" I'm like, I'm supporting both, man. Oh. For for people who've who've for my thousands of followers on Twitter and people who've watched my podcast, they they very much know, and I'll just go ahead and say it here that I'm very much a. It's all about the comics love and talking about which comics you love. And at and I I mean I, I was talking with a friend the other night about how um, I I actually have more DC on my pull list than I do Marvel, and but. But it's not about, you know, I'm not going to choose one publisher over the other. I had my little diehard period as a teenager, and I've gotten over it. And I'm never, I, I'm never going to go back to that ever again. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read the books that are good and that I love. And if they just happen to be with one publisher or the other, so be it. I, at this point, I own over, just within my own personal collection, I own over... I don't know, 50-something different Flash issues, and uh, I, you know, Flashpoint is one of the biggest things that kind of made me, and, and maybe the heartbreak of it is what made me fall in love with the Flash, even though I know a lot of people don't like Flashpoint, and I, and I think it's the fact that it was, it was a universe gone so horribly wrong that is what kind of and yet and yet he was still able to be heroic that i think is is what finally made me realize you know what i i actually i actually do like the flash and this is this is a character that i can get behind yes uh, well said and she iris also shows up in um just like the new frontier the animated movie it, it's a great movie by the way guys so if you haven't seen that Go buy it, uh, iTunes, whatever, Amazon it, go for it. And uh, then, of course, there is Justice League, the Flashboy Paradox. And, of course, she's uh, not married to Barry. She's married to some other guy. And she has a kid as well. So, another, yeah, you get to see moving heartbreaking as well. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and lastly, of course, we, we, we're going to mention... Iris West, who um, her upcoming appearance, her upcoming role in the new television show The Flash, portrayed by Kenneth Patton, and um, this is actually, uh, this was actually surprising uh, as we before she uh, Jessica and I started recording. Um, you're familiar with Kenneth Patton, aren't you? Just a little bit, yes, because um, she is a Texan, and I mean she wasn't born in Texas, but she's. I mean, she she went to school here and everything else. And so uh, and she was in I, I very clearly remember her being in an episode of Heroes and I double checked it and she was she was in the sorority episode of Heroes, which I don't know why, but that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, and so and she, so when I saw her picture, I was immediately like, oh, OK, I think she'll be pretty good. And um, she, it helps, of course, that she's got the CW look and she's absolutely gorgeous and everything. And I've since been looking at some uh, still shots that have been going on throughout Tumblr and everything else. And um, like I said, I'm not fully convinced about Iris's background for the television show. But as far as the actress herself, I do think it'll work. 
and I agree, and I also want to say I haven't touched on this since my first episode of this podcast, but I am actually very excited that they are, they have, that, that they have changed the race of Iris West. I think it's going to be something cool and and fresh and something that we haven't seen before because I'm let's be honest, and this is going to sound so weird, but it's true. The fight is very white. Like I'm just the whole family. Yeah. I can't I can't think of a single African American character in any of the Flash comments that I've read that has you know, there's a big character in the Flash family. And I think that with Iris West and now potentially meaning that Wally West could be black in uh, in the T V show, I think that's very exciting to be honest. And yeah, and it's one of those things where it's it's just kind of like, you know, there there's been a lot of talk online recently about the fact that um you know, people who who either complain about change or that there's, you know, there's this discussion about whether or not you specifically should change for the sake of change until you're actually, you know, until a specific group is, is actually represented, you know, you can't understand what underrepresentation means. And so to me, it's it's such a small and minor change that you know, if they can find an actress who can play the part really well, and it's a smi- and it's a minor change that I think would help uh, uh, another to help a group be represented in a big way with a major character, then go ahead. What does it hurt to do it? It doesn't hurt to do it. And so there's a, I mean, there's a lot of great bloggers um, who can comment ten times better than I can about this subject. Miss um, J Justice who is a cosplayer who who is constantly talking about this on her Tumblr and then of course there's the the blurred nerd girls and you can find them on Twitter and they are they very eloquently argue uh why why this is such a good thing and I just uh, I just for those of you who are more interested in that subject matter I highly recommend you you seek them out on Twitter and on Tumblr and hear what they have to say and it's and it is about specifically about Iris. Yes, I mean, well, I mean, they uh, they talk both both about representation in the comic book world. They talk about representation on television, and I know when a lot of the stuff came up about Iris, there was several of them that wrote articles and talked about it. Yeah, and you know, to me, I. Color doesn't matter to me, and you know I think that as long as she can, you know, as long as she's a good actress and she can pull off the role nicely, um, I'm I'm gonna be happy with it. And uh, and like Jessica said, you know, she is beautiful, and you know, yes, she has this, you know, a CW look. But hey, st- there's nothing wrong with having a CW look. Heck, I would want I want a CW look. Yeah. Everybody wants a CW look. <laughs> like for, if I could have Stephen Amell's abs. For example, or his arms, or his eyes, or his chest. And I, mm, sorry, sorry. <laughs> See, this is what ha- and and what just just so you know, guys. I have one of my Comic Con bags is an Arrow bag, and trust me, when I want something, and I just look up uh, up above my, above my bed, I just see and I'm like oh, the abs, the arms, the chest, and mm, okay. Sorry, this is what see this is what happens. When you when there are gorgeous men on your television screen, so no, I'm excited for Candace Pat. I think she's gonna do. I think she's gonna do a great job. Actually, the Hollywood Reporter named her as one of the next big things uh, for the next for the new pilot season, which is very encouraging and exciting to hear about. 
Yeah, I could I I can believe it. So it's I I feel like it's kind of odd. It's um not to bring up the the big two publishers again, but you know, while Marvel has been owning at the box office, DC has been owning on the small screen. And it's I I find I find that dynamic very very interesting. Um and I I this flash introduction and how things have been going and going ahead and integrating it into the Arrow universe, I think was a very wise decision of theirs. Um, Whether or not they try to mesh the television and the movie universe is a completely separate question, but I like like the fact that they're understanding that audiences enjoy having, having those continuities brought together and not separated yeah and i would love to see can you just just imagine putting amy adams and caddis pen next to each other and i was thinking wow what a great interaction that could be what a great you know a vision first visually because you know they're both stunning but imagine as female character i think that could be really cool oh definitely so warner brothers a lot of fun yeah so warner brothers if you're listening give me my damn shared universe yo (laughs) <laughs> I'm still waiting <laughs> but guys I think we're gonna wrap it up from there you know we have um, there, there you have it this is Iris Weston and the, in the comic books who she is as a character and uh, what we think about her, her you know coming up in this new TV show um, Jessica thank you so much for coming on P- please Jessica tell people where they can find you on the internet you can find me at Charming Red on Twitter you can find me at Moms Read Comics on Tumblr. And you can find Comicosities The Hangout on Comicosity.com. Or you can find it on YouTube uh, at Moms Read Comics as well. YouTube.com slash Moms Read Comics. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm going to put up links on the website uh, on the FlashPockets.com where you can find uh, all, all, other recommending, all my recommending links of... Um, people that I know, people that have been on the podcast and helped me so much. And yeah, definitely check out their podcast. They, they have, it's a great dynamic with, it, um, with her, Allison and Karen, uh, lovely ladies. And yes, guys, it's, it's, it's possible. Moms actually do read comics. And, you know, I, I had an idiot of a friend who, uh, we were talking about parents reading comics and he was like, that's not possible. I'm like, Go f yourself, and that's all. <laughs> I'm like, go f yourself. Seriously, just get out, get out of here. And like, I I got pissed because that was when uh, it was during a time when I was really passionate into comic books. And I'm like, there there's no age limit. Of course, well, if you're a kid, you know, of course, and like maybe maybe not Fyro should be reading, uh, you know, Cries on Earth or you know some of these. They should not definitely be reading The Killing Joke. Okay? Let me just say that the five year old kids should not read The Killing Joke. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Because I actually, I actually know a parent. Some things, some things go without saying. But... I, I, I actually know a parent. I'm not going to name that, that parent on the show. But he actually allowed his kid, who was five years old, to read The Killing Joke. And imagine the questions that he had after that. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to start. Of yeah. course, I'm constantly trying to keep my kids from sneaking in while we're watching The Walking Dead. So. Ooh, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Are you watching the zombie show? Yes, go to bed. Yeah. 
<laughs> and oh my god, what? Are, what? Are, how do? How are you gonna deal with them when they're when they want to watch I Zombie? If uh, well, they're not gonna watch it until they're old enough to watch it. That's for sure. So yeah, <laughs> it's 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 unfortunately my my children think that that my my I have children that are not afraid of anything. So if the zombie apocalypse ever actually did occur. They they'd be the first to be bit. They'd be like running up to it, wanting to wanting to see it. So. <laughs> hey, make me a sub! <laughs> oh Lord, I, I'm so I'm not watching The Walking Dead. I oh I don't. What if it happens? It's not gonna happen. It'll what if but what if it happens? What if one day, like tomorrow, we wake up and it's like everybody's a zombie except for you. I, I okay, on that depressing note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did, did you mention what, uh, where they can find the podcast on Twitter? Oh yes, I forgot. We do have a Twitter handle for the podcast. It's at the Comic Hangout. Three words: the Comic Hangout, all mushed together. Yes, and they're almost at one thousand followers. So guys, follow, follow, follow. It's um. It's a it's a podcast I I do recommend a lot because you know they're friends of mine. They're also we're also colleagues. I, I forgot to mention that I actually do write for Kamigaze myself, and I'm gonna actually start writing up again. I been taking a bit of a break and so on. I it'll probably have been um, occupied, but hey, our great editor in chief Aaron Long has been very patient with me, so that's good. He's pretty awesome. He's oh he's so awesome, and if I if he ever finds time in his schedule to you know. I will try to get him on the podcast because I would love to have him on. But uh, but yeah, guys, that's it. You know where you can find my podcast, theflashpodcast.com, the official new website for this podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at The Flash Podcast. We're part of the Google Plus circle. You guys are on Google Plus as well, um, right, Jessica? Yes. we're. It's Moms Read Comics on, on Google Plus, and then it's on Facebook. It's The Comic Hangout. The comic, well. the comic hangout. Uh, the show was first called um, Mom's Re- Mom Reads Comics, right? Yes, the show was originally called uh, the the Mom's uh, Mom's Read Comics Hangout, and then uh, I was already writing for Comicosity at the time, and the fabulous Aaron Long that we just talked about said, "Hey, you know, we would be willing to, you know, help host your show," and so we immediately jumped on board with that because. We're, we're, Comicosity is very much a big, happy, talk about the comics you love family, and I love that. I love the fact that that website is about nothing, but I mean, I know we're talking a lot about the television show on this podcast, but if you're into comics and you you get lost in in the this about the movies and this about the TV shows and this about the comics on certain websites and you only want to look about stuff about comics, Comicosity is the website because it only focuses on the comics and we have interviews with the creators and the artists and we talk about the books that are coming out and then we have the reviews and so it's just it's very streamlined for the avid comic book fan or even the new comic book fan there's a lot of uh, articles on there to help out the new comic book fans as well yeah we have we have great offers on this on that website so yes Let's pl- let's give some love to Kamigazi as well. Aaron, you better be listening now because I'm giving you love. <laughs> Kamigazi.com. You heard what Jessica said. Uh, it's a it's only you know it's only about comic books and it's you know it, it's from it's by comic book uh, fans for comic book fans. I think that's a, that's a good that's a good catchphrase. By comic yeah, fans for that, comic. Yeah, that's the catchphrase. 
Yeah. So make sure to check out that. And you also know, and also just continue plugging my own stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, iTunes, of course, rate, subscribe. You, you, you can find um, the uh, your, uh, Jessica's podcast on iTunes as well, uh, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. And um, yeah, so you can find. Uh, make sure to give them. Um, Give them a listen. Give them a great uh, rating and review, uh, and hopefully, if you, you know, if you don't mind, you can do for the flash pocket as well. But hey, I I know how you feel. Uh, no, I don't. What am I saying? I I actually I actually seen some of the positive reviews on iTunes. I actually I but <laughs> um but yeah that you know where you can find us. So yeah, but um, once again, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. I know I will be having on you on for at least one more episode later this season. About a certain flashback we're going to talk about <laughs> that we may have mentioned on this on this particular episode. Just once or twice. Just once or twice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah. So we'll. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, guys, that will be it for this week. So until next time, I'm Andrew Byte, and, and I will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. <laughs>